Al-Bayan Radio presents The Life of Prophet Muhammad, Peace be upon him Presented by Nidal Ayyubi Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Assalatu wassalamu ala nabiyyina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam Welcome back to our Sira classes In our last lesson we spoke about Arabia, the Arabian Peninsula Today insha'Allah We're going to speak about the city which is founded by Ibrahim alayhi salam. So we're going to speak about Mecca, the Kaaba, and the Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam. And Mecca is situated around 80 kilometers from the coast of the Red Sea. Mecca is surrounded by mountains on all sides, except for three <coughs> narrow passes. And it was founded by Ibrahim alayhi salam, father of all the prophets. He's called the father of all the prophets, because all the prophets after him are from his descendants Now Mecca used to be nothing but empty dry desert Barren desert basically Nothing grew there and nothing lived there And it was here subhanallah al-azim out of Allah's wisdom That he ordered the Prophet Ibrahim To leave his wife Hajar And his young son Ismail So he brought his family there And left them there and I only had a few dates and some water. So imagine this, my dear brothers. After many years, Ibrahim salam had a son. How attached would he be to his son? Allah orders him, leave your wife, Hajar, and your young son there in Mecca. Bit of dates, some water, and he left them. And his wife called out to him, where are you going? Why are you leaving us in this valley? There's nothing here. No human being. <coughs> Nothing. Ibrahim did not answer alayhi salam. And it's, it's mentioned she followed him and she said to him, Has Allah ordered you to do this? Has Allah commanded you to leave us here? Ibrahim said yes. Then Hajar shows her level of iman. She said, Then surely he will not abandon us. Surely he will not leave us. Surely he will not allow us to perish. So Ibrahim alayhi salam, he went, walked off to a place where his wife and son could not see him and he'd done what a true believer should always do go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala meaning ask Allah and make da'a to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is mentioned in the Quran where he says alayhi salam as Allah tells us رَبَّنَا إِنِّي أَسْكَنْتُ مِنْ ذُرِّيَّةِ بِوَادٍ غَيْرِ ذِي زَرْعٍ عِنْدَ بَيْتِكَ الْمُحَرَّمِ رَبَّنَا لِيُقِيمُ الصَّلَاةِ فَاجْعَلْ أَفْئِذَةً مِنَ النَّاسِ تَهْوِي إِلَيْهِمْ وَرَزُقُهُمْ مِنَ الثَّمَرَاتِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَشْكُرُونَ This beautiful dua of Ibrahim salam says, O oh our Lord, I settled some of my offspring in a barren, uncultivated valley, near your sacred house. Our Lord, that they may establish prayer, so make people's heart inclined toward them and provide them with the fruits, that they may be grateful, that they might be grateful. And this shows Ibrahim's level. He put them there and he relied on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they may establish the prayer. Look how important this is, my dear brothers. So Ibrahim alayhi salam, he left them. His wife was feeding her young son, Ismail alayhi salam, until eventually the water runs out, the dates ran out. Ismail became extremely thirsty. Now, Hajar was quite worried. And she ran, she went to one hill, which was known as a Safa, 
to look around if she could see anybody. She ran from that hill to another hill, which we all know as Al Marwa, in hope of finding some form of help. And she done this how many times? Seven times. Now, Subhanallah Al-Azim, she returned to her son and to her amazement, what did she find? She found Zamza. She found Zamza. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala gave them Zamza in this valley, barren valley, nothing there we said before. And they drank, they quenched their thirst, Allah provided for them. Now it did not take long to, for other tribes to notice that there's water there. And as we know, water is a source of life by the permission of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So tribes started to come and live there with the Prophet Ismail, who was still young at the time, and Hajar. And it's mentioned that from the first tribes to live there was the tribe of Jurhum, who were a Yemeni Arab tribe. And we'll speak more about them later. As we know as well, my dear brothers, before we move on, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala appreciated this act by Hajar and he ordered it to become a ritual of Hajj. And it's known as a Sa'i, to go between As-Safa and Al-Marwa during your Hajj and also Umrah. Now, as the city of Mecca grew, Ismail remained with his mother, but then Ibrahim would visit them from time to time. And when Ismail was a young boy, a young man, Ibrahim had a dream that he is sacrificing his son. And as we know, the dreams of prophets are revelations from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Ibrahim knew what he had to do. He went to Ismail and told him. So Ismail knew what his father had to do. And Ibrahim salam went on to carry out the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we pause here, Ibrahim salam, we said after many years he had Ismail when he was a bit older. And Ismail now was beginning to work with his father, help him out, assist him. So imagine the love he had for him. But the command of Allah came for him to sacrifice his beloved son. So Allah tells us in the Quran, When the boy was old enough to work with his father, Ibrahim said to him, O oh my dear son, I have seen in a dream that I must sacrifice you. So tell me, what do you think? He's asking his son. What did his son say beautifully, addressing his father? And we see here that how they address each other. Ya Bunay, Ya Abati. Beautifully. So Ismail, he said, as Allah tells us, Qala Ya Abati, fa'al ma tu'mar, satajiduni insha'allahu minas sabirin. So Ismail said to his father, oh my dear father, do as you are commanded. Meaning carry out the command of Allah. Insha'Allah, Allah willing, you will find me of the steadfast, of the patient. So when they had both submitted to the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Ibrahim had laid him, laid his son on his forehead for sacrifice, we called out to him, Ibrahim, you have fulfilled your dream. 
This is how we reward those who do good. It was a clear test. We ransomed his son with a great sacrifice and we let him be praised by succeeding generations. Peace be upon Ibrahim alayhi salam. And then we know that Ibrahim, Ibrahim alayhi salam and Ismail, they build the Kaaba, the place of worship for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where no one else is worshipped except him. So as Allah tells us in the Quran, and remember when Ibrahim raised the foundation of the house with Ismail, both praying, Our Lord, accept this from us. You are indeed the all-hearing, the all-knowing. Allah also says about this, The first house of worship to be established for people was the one at Bakka, meaning Mecca. It is a blessed place, a source of guidance for all people in our clear signs such as the place of Ibrahim, the standing place of the place of Ibrahim. Now, Mecca was, was it, one of its ancient names is Bakka, and its meaning, it comes from Buka, meaning crying. And it's mentioned that it causes the tyrants, causes crying for the tyrants and the arrogance. <coughs> meaning, they cry and become humble when they enter Mecca. It also means to gather around them. So, Ibrahim alayhi salam, he built the Kaaba and he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to raise from his offspring, from his descendants, a messenger who will recite the ayat of Allah and he would teach them the book and the hikmah, the sunnah. And as we know, as we're going to discuss, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answered his prayer by sending the final messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa from the descendants of Ibrahim alayhi salam. So Ismail alayhi salam and then his descendants were looking after the Kaaba and then it was passed on to Bani Jurhum who were there living in and around the Kaaba and Ismail married from them alayhi salam but as time passed they stopped following the teachings of their father Ibrahim and Ismail and they were warned against this, they were warned about the consequences of this. Later on the Jurhum tribe it's mentioned they transgressed and they were overpowered by another tribe called the Khuza'a tribe. who took over the honor of guarding the house, guarding the Kaaba. They held on to this honor of guarding the house, being the caretakers of the house, until later on a man recovered this for his own clan. A man who was known as Husay bin Kilab and his tribe was the Quraysh. And we'll speak more about the Quraysh in the upcoming lessons. Now Ibrahim alayhi salam, as we know as well, after he built the Kaaba, he was commanded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to call all the people to perform hajj to perform pilgrimage there. The Kaaba became respected by all Arabs, not only the Meccans, all Arabs in the Arabian Peninsula. And people would go there, visit it, and do tawaf, and they would go around it. And the Kaaba became a sanctuary, a safe place, a shelter for all people. It was so sacred that no blood was allowed to be spilled there. And no animal could be slaughtered there. No animal could be killed there. No bird could be killed. And even the trees, my dear brothers, were not cut. And hunting was prohibited there. It was sacred. 
And it was also a central meeting point. Fine poetry used to be read there. They used to have poetry competitions there. They would hang the poetry up on the Kaaba. And also Mecca grew and flourished. Trade caravans would pass through there. And Mecca was known for business as well. Now, there was a man whose name was Abraha. He was the ruler of, or the governor of Yemen. And he wanted to divert the people's attention away from the Kaaba and bring people to a church in, in the capital of Yemen, in Sana'a, in Yemen. So he built this great church. And to one of the Arabs, he became very jealous, or he became, how can we say, motivated to protect the Kaaba and Mecca. He done what you normally do, it's mentioned in the bathroom, and he put it everywhere on the walls. And this made Abraham very angry. And it triggered him to attack the Kaaba. He wanted to destroy the Kaaba. So he had a huge army, and with this army, he had a, a huge elephant. So they went on their way to destroy the Kaaba. And he meets with the chief of Mecca, whose name was Abdul Muttalib. And Abdul Muttalib was known, he was a dignified figure, he had a distinguished appearance. He had a source of presence around him. So when he met with Abraha, Abraha came down out of respect for him and spoke to him. Now Abdul Muttalib, he asked about his camels, because that it's mentioned they had taken a few hundred of his camels. And Abdul Muttalib, when he said that, Abraha said, I had respect for you when you walked in. Now I'm coming to destroy your house, your house of worship, the Kaaba, and you're asking about your camels. Abdul Muttalib said, as for the camels, I am their Lord, meaning I am their owner. As for the Kaaba, it has a Lord who will protect it, meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Abdul Muttalib told his fellow Meccans, there's no hope in fighting these people, they are too strong for us. So they went to the mountains for safety. And as we know, and I'm summarizing this, as we know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then sent enormous flocks of birds, each of them carried a small sharp stone or stones and the birds flew over the army and they threw their stones down pelting the army of Abraha leaving it completely destroyed and this elephant that they had with them would not march forward every time it would march or be marched in the direction of the Kaaba it would not walk but the other way it would walk and Allah told us about this story in Surah Al-Feel when Allah tells us Alam tara kayfa fa'ala rabbuka bi ashab al-feel Alam yaj'al kaydahum fi tadlil wa arsala alayhim tayran ababil tarweehim bi hijaratin min sijjil faj'alahum ka'asfin ma'kul Have you not seen how your Lord dealt with the army of the elephants? Did he not frustrate their, their scheme or their plan? He sent against them flocks of birds that pelted them with stones of baked clay leaving them like chewed up or eaten straw. And this incident took place in 570 CE. And it was known as Am al-Feed, the year of the elephant. And around 50 to 55 days later, someone mentioned a great incident happened that would change the world until now and until the future, until the day of judgment. And this is what we'll speak about in the upcoming lessons, bi'idnillah. A great figure or the greatest man was born in that year after this incident, which even raised the status of Mecca. Mecca was respected, it was even more respected after that. Mecca had a huge status, and it was like Allah was announcing, grabbing all the attention of the people of Mecca and those around there, that something great 
is about to happen and we'll find out what that great incident is in the upcoming lessons. This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.